Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. Folks, um, this is uh, this is an exciting time. It is one hell of a time to be not only a DC fan, but a Batman fan. We are getting Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves' take on The Batman uh, March 4th. And then in November, Michael fucking Keaton is playing Batman again. How dope is that, y'all? Pretty darn dope, if you ask me. (laughs) Pretty darn dope. And, uh, you know, to uh, celebrate the occasion, uh, I thought it best to get some uh, get some of my bat friends out here to help uh talk about the talk about you know our experiences with Batman and all the cool shit that Batman's been up to all these years uh I don't know what I'm saying um <laughs> but uh this uh, next series is going to be the the road to the Batman starting with Batman 89 uh with uh, Bill Ramey who's a scholar and a gentleman the you know, editor in chief of BatmanOnFilm.com, just just a cool guy to sit down and you want to talk Batman, just shoot him an email, shoot him a text, and say, "Hey, dude, you want to talk Batman?" Odds are he'll say, "Who is this? Stop harassing me," or he'll say, "Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna say. I can't predict the future. I'm trying to get me to predict the future." Anywho. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, sponsored by the aforementioned Batman on Film. Uh, you can reach me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Four Comic Junkies. That's F O R Comic Junkies. You can also email me Four Comic Junkies at gmail dot com. You know what? Let's just let's just get right into it. I'll uh, I'll set the scene. All right, so it's the it's the night, and we're going down the. This, this, like, tunnel thing. We don't know what it is, really. And and suddenly this music starts up. It goes... Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Something like that. Um, you get it. I gotta get the rights to those songs. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Uh, here's Batman 89 with Bill Ramey. And here again, Bill Ramey, the uh, the Dadgum original from Batman on Film. Thank you so much for joining me again, sir. Oh, uh, I'm honored. Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so, in doing these segments, you know the quote unquote the road to the Batman, uh, mm-hmm. which has been a much longer road than should have been, thanks to uh, COVID nineteen, that motherfucker. <laughs> um, That's true. But uh, it it's it's been it, it it feels like it was, I think it was late 2017 when Matt Reeves was announced. Yeah. Um, and then just, and I think at first wasn't it that Ben Affleck was going to do that, and then they were like, and then Matt Reeves was like, no, I want to do my own thing. You know a little bit better than I would, I think. Uh, <clears throat> well, Affleck walked away from directing. Yeah. Officially, but. In reality, he walked away from the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, even, you know, as writer and as co- director, of course, but also he he had no 
at that point, he had no intention of acting in it or starring in it either. But you got to, you know, we got to remember that Justice League had yet to come out. So it wouldn't have been good PR to, uh, you know, yeah. or uh, him to say, I'm not Batman anymore, period, right. before that movie came, came out. So it wasn't until after that that he officially left the uh, the project as the star. But, you know, when Matt Reeves came on, that he was going to do it. He was going to do his own thing and he didn't want it to be connected to the other DC projects and um, didn't want to be beholden to any kind of continuity and so forth. So yeah, it was always, as soon as Matt Reeves came on, it was going to be an original project with uh, his own take on it for sure. I think that was uh, probably the best way to go too um, because you don't want to be the guy and some people make it work, but I don't know. You don't want to be the guy coming in to change things up and be beholden to that formula. Yes. Like the Marvel movies. Yeah. They bring in their own directors, but yeah, they're all still Marvel movies, which is fine. Yes. But yeah, I think Batman thrives when it's um, when it's a director with a singular vision. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you 100% on that. Absolutely. And I think with 89, that's what we got with Tim Burton. That was a, you know, it, it, it went to like the stratosphere with Batman Returns, of course, but like uh, 89 is still very visually a Tim Burton Batman. Visually, movie. yeah, I would agree. I think I think Batman 89 is a little more producer driven uh, than, uh, let's say, the Dark Knight trilogy or even the Batman because yeah. uh, um, and but aesthetically, yes, very, very Tim Burton. Um, you know, the casting decisions were mm -hmm. very were Tim Burton. And the studio, they wanted, you know, Jack Nicholson as a Joker, but sure. Uh, but yeah, Batman Returns is full on Tim Burton, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm with yeah. you on that one. Yeah, but I, and I, but I agree. I, I, I look. I've said many times. I, I may not like, um, the the um, the take of a director on on a Batman mm -hmm. film or something else for that matter. But you know, this when it comes to Batman. But I'd rather that than, uh, you know, very producer-driven, studio-driven things that are beholden to other films and other content, you know, on uh, overall overall continuity, like yeah. the Marvel stuff. I like I look I like the Marvel films, but sure. I mean that's they're a little, uh, in, in terms of filmmaking, they're a little creator stifled, you know, because mm -hmm. you've you've got to fit everything into this, this world. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, Tim Burton was kind of at a, he, he had the luxury of being able to make it his own movie mm -hmm. because there, there wasn't the idea at the time, like, you know, we're not, there wasn't like sequel baiting. There wasn't like post-credit scenes there. Mm -hmm. it, there's not even really like Easter eggs in the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no like, Oh, make a lift on Kane Street or something like that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, which is like all over the place with movies nowadays. And I love that stuff. And it really wasn't until recently when I was like, you know, 89 didn't have that. It didn't have the like the Easter eggs and there's no like, you know, sequel baiting or mm -hmm. like, you know, 
or the movie doesn't end with like Alfred going, sir, I got you tickets to the circus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's kind of one and done really. It's a, it's, it's a standalone film completely, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, all it's almost like Batman returns. It's like sequel name only. Cause it's so much different than the first one, but yeah, I mean, Batman 89 is totally a standalone. There was no blueprint except for maybe Superman, the movie. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't follow that, uh, that blueprint at all. Yeah. Uh, that, that Batman begins kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later, but as far as, I mean, Batman was, um, it was, yeah, it was a cultural phenomenon and it was, um, it was something that really was different, you know, than had been, that was being done with movies at that time, just overall. So you were around with the whole, uh, Batmania thing. And you've said many times yes. on, on your shows that yes, even when it came to like the dark Knight mm -hmm. and, uh, and now coming up with the Batman, you, mm -hmm. you know, like Pete or Ryan will say something like, uh, Oh yeah, Batmania, blah blah blah, and you always stop them and go, no, 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 like you weren't there for the real Batmania. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what? Yeah. What you know? So you being a giant Batman fan, like what? What was that like for you at the at the time? You know what? It was. Uh, it was. It, this is what came to me. It was liberating because uh, it was tough being a kid of the seventies and a teenager in the early. it it made it cool and everybody at that point you know it was cool to wear batman shirts it was cool to like batman and that's and that was one of the really things that 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 film did is change that um <laughs> and so that was the point where i was able to come out of the closet with batman fandom which i you know as as a little kid i didn't hide it because you're just a little kid you know sure. i'm running around in a homemade batman costume but <laughs> you get to be teenager when i grew up and then being an athlete football player it just didn't you know you just didn't do that but i did in secret you know uh, <laughs> sure i mean when i was in when i was in high school and college i was reading comic books I, i've told this story i'd go to the mall local mall and i'd go to walden books where they, they had comic they sold comics and i would read them off the rack mm -hmm. and rarely bought anything you know so <laughs> Yeah, it was liberating to be able to, you know, uh, look at it. I mean, like today, people can't, I don't think you can even, if you weren't around for that, that, you know, uh, having to keep, you know, it wasn't where, where it wasn't cool to like this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Today's a completely different, completely different world when it comes to that stuff, man, completely. You know, it's it's funny because I, you know, looking at you wearing like your cowboy's hat and everything, mm -hmm. it's like, it, it, there's like the stereotype, like, well, if you're like a, a sports fan, then you can't be like a geek too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that you know, my friend, I always joke with my friends, it's like we grew up on like uh, like ABC, like TGIF shows, mm -hmm. so it's like the husband's an idiot and the wife's kind of a prude, and mm -hmm. like the kids are wacky and always getting into trouble, and then you grow up and you're like, oh wait, like people aren't one thing they're not these one-dimensional things they mm -hmm. they're multi-layered so it's yeah. fine if you're into into sports and into comic books yeah it, you know it's fine if you're 
really smart and also a jock you know mm -hmm. it's just yes some people still have those like yeah preconceived notions but it's 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 yeah. funny to think that it's 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 just like people are more complicated than we were mm -hmm. like grown up to think if that makes mm -hmm. any sense yeah it's just uh I, I mean, I, I, I give Batman 89 a lot of credit. It, it opened the door to where um, it was it, it, that stuff became cool. You know, that's that's really the bottom line when it yeah. with that, you know, um, it, and I think what's great is that when I watched the movie when I was a kid, it just mm -hmm. I was just sucked into the world. I was like, mm -hmm. this is so visually and you like the it, with the music and the costume and the car. It just like anytime I thought of Batman, that's what I thought of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, at least until like the animated series. Now it's like Kevin Conroy's the Batman I, I hear in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the, the movie just, it's, it's different when it's live action, I guess, you know, um, you just, it, it makes it more real. Like you can, mm -hmm. there's a man in a costume as opposed to, you know, the animation, which is mm -hmm. all over the place, whatever. Sure. Um, but I imagine you being a, a big Batman fan and loving like the dark and serious Batman. Mm -hmm. um, you were probably not happy with Michael Keaton <laughs> being cast as Batman. I, I, when I, re I remember clearly clear as day and I brought up Walden books, the mall. I'd go there and they had, uh, they, they, there were these magazines back then. The comic scene was one and Starlog was the other. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was uh, where you would get, they would have little blurbs in about, you know, um, what was going on and anything to do with. Written a live action uh, Batman movie for Warner Brothers. And the first thing I thought is because I had wanted one since I saw Superman 78 when I was like 13. I wanted yeah. them to do that with Batman, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I thought uh, they're going to finally make this movie and it's going to be, they're going to do the, I just thought they were going to make a, uh, you know, uh, a, a big screen, big budget uh, riff off the sixties series with Adam West, you know, right. I, my, my mind was, you know, Michael Keaton was a comedy actor and I liked Michael Keaton a lot. Like night shift is, is one of my favorite movies of all time, especially with him. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I, found michael keaton uh when uh, when i was in high school was that movie and i just i just knew like, they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna do a dark and serious they're gonna do a damn remake of the you know big screen adaptation of 60 series and i guess several months after that not a year but same thing i'm looking at star log or comic scene and it's the first they release a still of Michael Keaton as Batman. It's the one, and it's one with him by, by the Batmobile. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went, okay, this is not, this is not going to be the comic. I mean, the 60 series, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then finally in early 88, when they released, they released that, it was really a sizzle reel. It was the tr only trailer they really put out for that film. Mm -hmm. And it was more of a sizzle reel that, that showed people, here's what we're doing. This is, you know, we're, this is serious and i was one of the ones who went and bought a ticket to i don't even know what movie it was just to go see <laughs> that that trailer yeah. and uh and then left afterwards and <laughs> i was i was all in at that point but yeah i was like oh my god michael keaton really 
So <laughs> that's where I learned my lesson not to uh, not to uh, prejudge casting. That's that's the lesson I I, I learned uh, with uh, Batman on film. To be honest with you, is uh, like when Heath Ledger was cast, mm-hmm. when Ben Affleck was cast. Even strangely, when Anne Hathaway was cast, that yes. that that backlash I did not understand at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it, I'm you know, and even like Robert Pattinson to an extent, I'm just like, oh yes, absolutely, but, man. I'm just like, are, are you all like, like how small are your, or how short are your memories? Like, yeah, like it just it just you know blows my mind a little bit. Like, you know, back in '88 when you hear Michael Keaton's name, of course, like, there, but there's no there was no other like film to really base it on, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you couldn't sit there and go, Oh no, I saw Michael Keaton in, you know, this film and he's great at it. You know, yeah. it's like, you were just like, no, he's a funny guy. So that's what they're doing. It's so different now with information, like literally at our fingertips and people still choose to go, Oh, Ben Affleck, you know, he was daredevil and daredevil was terrible. <laughs> and I'm quick. Yeah. To re- and I was quick to remind people he was not, the worst part of that movie <laughs> yeah that movie did it all on its own well what i find uh, funny about the whole ben affleck thing is that uh and he was on howard stern here recently and uh howard stern brought up he brought up you know you know uh people having an episode when he was cast as batman and like a hundred thousand people signed this change.org petition yeah you know and i'm like every Every one of these 100,000 motherfuckers who signed <laughs> that petition are now hashtagging their ass off, make the Batfleck movie. Bat, ben, ben Affleck is my Batman hashtags. Every damn one of them. And that's always how it turns out. Same thing with Heath Ledger's The Joker. Yeah. Everybody, you know, there was, there was a, you know, meltdown over that. And then, you know, a year later, later these people wearing Heath Ledger Joker t-shirts and everyone is Heath Ledger Joker for Halloween in 2008. It's just, yeah. I just think what people would um, you just learn. I mean, it's just, there's been <laughs> precedent before, you know? Well, the, the funny thing to me was um, uh, my, my friend and I joked when um, James Spader was cast as Ultron for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, <laughs> I think he and I were the only two that were kind of going, really? They cast Robert California from the office as mm-hmm. Ultron. And and we kind of laughed about it, but it's like the Marvel side of it, they can do no wrong. You know, mm-hmm. like they cast, you know, you, you know, like these off the wall suggestions. I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. was kind of a, a risk at the time when he was cast as Iron yeah. Man. And I remember not being happy that Chris Evans was cast as Captain America. Because uh, I thought the same thing. I'm like, he, isn't he like a funny actor? Like, you know, and then I, as soon as I saw him in the costume, I was like, I'm an idiot. Like, what was I thinking? Like, he's going to mm-hmm. be great. And of course, I can't imagine anyone else playing Captain America. Um, but that's, you know, it, it's it's the lesson that you have to, we have to keep like going, okay, th- clearly they're seeing something that we're not. They yeah. know something that we don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's funny because I think, I don't think there was really backlash when Christian Bale was cast, maybe a little, but. No, I mean, that was probably the only time because he was like a fan favorite before that. Yeah, yeah, because of American Psycho, yeah, and there were a lot of people. There was a lot of fans, and this is in like in the very, very early days of Batman on film and the internet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where where there were you know like fan sites, nothing like today, and and a lot of fans like Christian Bale, and you know, and he ended up getting the role. So yeah. I would say that's probably the only time 
there hasn't been this massive uh, meltdown by fans of, uh, with Batman casting. I don't think anybody blinked an eye with Val Kilmer when he replaced Michael Keaton. Or, and there wasn't, it was, it's just, it was different with that. But with Keaton, yes. I mean, Keaton, Affleck, and then Pattinson. Still getting it with Pattinson, even after you've seen these trailers and, and stuff. It's just, it's like no one has watched any of his work after Twilight. I just, <laughs> you, you, you can't base it off of what people, they, these are actors, you know, yeah, yeah. they play roles. And right. uh, that's the, the, what they're playing is not who they are, you know. Robert Pattinson is not a sparkly vampire and a, and a vampire teenage girl, you know, uh, ser film series. That, right. that was a role, you know, and, uh, and so it's, you know, it is what it is and it's going to, it'll, it'll, it'll happen again. There's no doubt about that. I, you know, I, I think about that a lot because, you know, the, because I mean, in 10 years when they reboot Batman again, it'll be somebody else and mm -hmm. everybody will have an uproar, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even like, Nowadays, like Daniel Radcliffe, he tries to do anything and people are still like, oh, that's Harry Potter. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's like, oh, poor guy. He's just he's just he was stuck in that role for 10 years. And now he's trying mm -hmm. to do he does wildly crazy things. I saw him on Broadway, actually, about 10 years ago, and he was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I and I love being able to to see that with actors like Michael Keaton, just he, you know, he was smart enough to let the suit do the work for him mm -hmm. he just kind of had to have the crazy eyes a little bit mm -hmm. and and let and let the suit do the talking mm -hmm. let the let the set pieces do all the work for him really mm -hmm. um which he said in interviews that he was yes. really, he was really claustrophobic so mm -hmm. he just channeled that into the energy he put as mm -hmm. batman um and that's and that's just like like wow like he was he was really smart to let all that do the work for him um and it's just and it makes it interesting to watch it you know even almost 30 years or well it's been more than 30 years what the hell mm -hmm. am i talking about <laughs> uh you know more than 30 years later he's you know he's still like top tier he's coming back for the flash you know that's, yeah and that's you know that yeah. says so much about his portrayal and what he means to the character and to the audience really because it's like mm -hmm. oh wow like he he earned that, but he earned it in the smartest way possible, which was just, just to be very simple. And he didn't really have to talk, you know, and, mm -hmm. and when he does talk, it's like, that's Batman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me, uh, so let's, let's talk about the movie a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I, it's so funny when I think about this, this is one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, it's my favorite Batman movie, but I'm also, aware enough to go even though it's my favorite batman movie it's really not the best batman movie mm -hmm. not by a long shot and in rewatching it and it's like and i show my daughter clips of it you know she's two and a half she's yeah she's all excited about batman but i just like love watching it and thinking this there's no character arc in this movie no there's no emotional journey for the characters to go on there's no real plot <laughs> You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's very visually exciting. It's fun to watch. It's, mm -hmm. you know, quotable till, you know, till the cows come home. But there's just, but it's a lot of fluff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I, 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 that, that aspect of it just, just makes me laugh. Like watching it going, you know, Michael Keaton, he didn't get 
and maybe he will with the flash but he didn't get an arc in these movies like val kilmer was the first batman to really get um to get an arc to get sure yeah good point yeah to get an emotional journey Mm -hmm. through the through the movies um and it's really not until like i got older that i realized that i was like oh yeah there's really not much of a story here is there (laughs) yeah i mean it was like they were it wasn't like they were like writing making changes and writing things as as they went on that film you know there was the script um i think the the whole finale with the cathedral and all that was a spur of the moment type on set um addition you know or change or uh to it but yeah you're right it's 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 just basically it's okay here's batman and joker against each other and you know uh, that's really what it's about you know there's uh, there's nothing you're right there's no i mean there's no emotional journey there's no arc for for that for this batman but it's so so much of a historically important film and being you know being the first dark and serious batman movie Mm -hmm. and it is entertaining you know it's not so it it's uh i think that those aspects uh uh, are way more uh, uh, can be seen and felt and are more important than the fact that okay, it's not really the great film wise, story wise. No, it's yeah. not the greatest, but yeah, I don't ever, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I agree. I just, when I watch it, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> I guess that's the best word that, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I think that I think a lot about that too, where, you know, I, I'm just enjoying the movie for what it is. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's like nowadays, I, I thought about this a lot. It's like all these movies need to have some sort of twist in it. You know, there, yeah. there needs to be some sort of like third act reveal. Yeah. Um, you know, in even going into like the, the latest Spider-Man movie, you know, there's a third act like reveal that like changes everything. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm just like, you know, like I don't mind it when movies are just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need like, you know, not every movie needs to reveal that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's sometimes it's cool. Like, but, but then again, this movie did have that a little bit with the Joker being the one. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah. It was the only like twist twist that's in it, but, um, but it wasn't like, I mean, I guess I would say that like ba- only Batman fans really probably even picked up what you said. The Joker didn't kill Batman's parents, you know, yeah, yeah. but the general audience, they're oblivious you know that's just it just works for them in in the context of that that movie so and they make up most of the audience anyway so right yeah i don't think it was a big deal i i i never really thought about it much and it just it was something to add to the story i guess Mm -hmm. um to give batman more of a reason to hate the joker i guess yeah yeah Um, which is you know uh which it's is fine it's served it served, it served the film that's 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 all it, it was it just it was a plot thing that served that the film that's that's it yeah because there's yeah. no comic book basis to do that at all you know well uh the other thing with that is uh, i jack napier seems like that's an original thing for the movie. that was that was as well yes okay Giving and i think name. well that was that was to probably give nicholson more like FaceTime with the movie. Yeah. And you had to have a, I mean, you had to have the origin story and all, I mean, the whole thing it's, there's, it's, there's a, it's, 
it's very 80s in a lot of ways you know mm-hmm. um the villain having an origin story and uh i i think the only thing different is batman didn't have an origin story he's just batman from the beginning you know right uh it, that's diff- that's another example of how it's different from the superman the movie because the early in the early stages of this of, of batman 89 the very beginning because it was like a 10-year deal between uh uh to get it made uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like the first script was um was it was very much in the vein of superman the movie you know batman had an origin the whole night the whole thing and then that script was 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 uh was um gotten they got rid of that script and brought in another one you know got sam ham that came in and wrote the the, the original story and the original script what became batman 89 so yeah mm-hmm. it was a process but that i remember back then them even tim burton specifically talking about it he just wanted to to go from the, I mean, Batman exists, boom, let's go. And we'll start, you know, we, we don't have to do the whole origin story thing. So they do it. And then so the, the, the only origin story was the Joker had it in there. So yeah, that, that served that, that Jack Napier served that purpose. And, and I don't think, uh, and looking back, it's like, you didn't, we didn't, I don't think we needed, you know, to show it's like, you know, there's the flashback scene, of course, uh, where his parents get murdered, but, there's we didn't need to see him traveling the world then or anything. It's yeah, because I think I think Tim Burton made the smart choice where he was like, let's just jump right in. And he's Batman mm-hmm. because it, you know, the opening scene where the family gets mugged, it's you're immediately jumped in and and like, oh, this is Batman. Like, mm-hmm. so you don't need to build up to that. Whereas Batman Begins went the other way and wanted to build up to Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film was just like, let, no, let's just jump right in. Yeah. Which I think at the time was a really smart choice because you know, with Superman, the movie, I mean, you could have done that maybe, but that's not the movie they wanted to make. Yeah. I think it was, it was smart to just say, no, he's Batman's been around for a while. He's an urban yeah. legend. And, and that, that aspect to me, like is, I mean, that feels like Batman. I love that idea mm-hmm. that he's just like, you know, Spider-Man's a friendly neighbor, neighborhood, Spider-Man, Superman's flying around Batman. Like, but is there a Batman? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> nobody's yeah. quite sure who or what he is. Yeah. And uh, and that's and that's fitting with a lot of the, you know, the more dark and serious comics that, you know, Bob Kane did and Bill Finger did back in the, the you know, the 40s. And um, and then, of course, you know, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams brought that back. You know, it's like, let's make the, the dark and serious Batman where mm-hmm. every, you know, like the criminals are afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, and that's that opening scene, you know, that that's in my DNA. Uh, mm-hmm. that's that's batman to me you know mm-hmm. just getting shot falling down and then just getting right back up it's it's like he's just putting on an act he's yeah like, like you know oh no you got me like no i'm just kidding like i'm yeah i'm your worst nightmare oh, that's that's one of the that's it's one of the top batman scenes of any of the films is that the opening of batman and with the the mugging and him taking on showing up with the two uh muggers and on the rooftop is great you know that why i'm you know i'm batman so and it and it shows <clears throat> it shows right then i mean this is what this movie's about you know yeah and it, this is this batman it's serious we're taking it serious it's going to be dark it's not adam west mm-hmm. so yeah it, it served its purpose i th- i think what uh and also again with michael keaton being is you know 
really smart with the role because the mm-hmm. line was i am the knight yeah and and he and tim burton were like no nah, let's let's change that let's have him say i'm batman yeah. which i think is i'm so glad they did that because that i think it not that it would have ruined the movie but it'd be a completely different movie you mm-hmm. know and and i'm up to the <laughs> i'm at the point where i'm like i, I it's like it's like a rite of passage. I need all the actors to say I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even even when it's goofy, like George Clooney, you know, high freeze on Batman. I yeah. still I still love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's like, you know, how can you be in the costume and not say it? Ben Affleck never got to say it. I'm like, well, maybe that's why he's out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah. He never did. Yeah, I thought about that. He's the only one so far. And I we'll we'll see. I know we've got I'm vigilance for the Batman. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if he ever says that I'm Batman at some point uh, in the new one. I, you know, it's it's funny you talking about that that sizzle reel earlier and and watching it. It's you know, it's like it's hard for me as a modern person to watch that and go mm-hmm. like, man, like I can see where this would hype people up back then. Like to me now, I mean, it's, it's a different experience because I've seen the movie so many times. But you know, I you know the, we have trailers. You know, you had to go to a movie just to buy a ticket just to see the trailer. It's like nowadays, like, I, I can pull it up on my phone right now and watch yeah. any one of these um, new Batman trailers. The one that just came out, we said this recording like last week, just mm. like they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a new trailer. Yeah. And I just, I was speechless the whole time. I was like, yeah. I, I was like, I feel like they're showing so much of this movie and I still have no idea what the hell is going on. Like in the best way, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're, cut on per- that way on purpose you know there's so much about this film <clears throat> we don't know about and i'm sure there's a lot of red herrings that make us think one thing and the, mo- the film's completely different i thought you know some people i've said well i've got this movie figured out I'm like no you don't have this movie figured out you know, yeah no, no so don't go there but i mean the whole idea nowadays of trailers being attached to a film and you see it on the big screen that's just that's not how most people see them, see trailers anymore. I mean, yeah. they were released online first and people see them on their phones or on their laptop or on their tablets. So just the way things have uh, evolved. It's, it's so crazy. And, and then you get mainstream news, you know, like entertainment weekly is saying like, click our link to watch the new Batman trailer, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. it, and I love that it, there, I feel like I'm watching it and, there's parts that make me think of the other movies. You know, there's the scene where, you know, Bruce is looking up in the, or Batman's looking up in the sky and he's all dirty and people put like the side by side, you know? So it's like, oh, that's kind of like at the end of Batman when Michael Keaton is, is all dirtied up because the Batwing just crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's like, I love that there's these little callbacks and whether intentional or not, they probably are, you know? Um, it just, it shows the longevity of this character. He's had so many movies, you know, the Lego Batman movie just mm-hmm. wasn't afraid to just like dive headfirst and say like that Batman's like 80 years old, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, despite being, you know, probably 30, 35, like, uh, well, actually, no, I was going to say it. that's not right. Cause Will Arnett is actually older than that, but the character he's playing is probably about there, but who knows? It's all Lego stuff anyway. <laughs> but, um, but I love that there's that longevity to the character that we can say, oh, that might be a callback to the first film, you know, or, you know, there's a scene where he's punching a guy and, and it looks kind of like Ben Affleck beating up the goons while he's trying to save Martha. You know, it's just, 
it's so much fun to watch these things and feel like, yeah, like there, there's, there's a legacy here that is, um, it's palpable, you know, if that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think that what we've, it, the series has gone on now for over 30, you know, since 89. And so as fans, we're always going to com- try to compare and say, oh, this is a nod to this and this is a nod to that. And yeah, it's yeah. probably not intentional most of the time, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still fun to, spe- you know, even say what well, it reminds me, if it reminds you of that, 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 that shows the, how much of an impact what came before still has. Yeah. Even though we're getting, having new, new things. So that's yeah. how I usually look at it. Um, well, let me ask you, cause you're such a big fan of the, of the, the dark Knight movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been on record saying that that's, that's your Batman mm-hmm. and, uh, you're, you know, from day one with Matt Reeves, you were like, Oh no, that's, that's my Batman. You know, the, the dark and serious Batman. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's not out in outer space. He's not mm-hmm. fighting, you know, the parademons or whatever. Um, so when this movie came out, were you thinking that like, oh, this is my Batman, the street level guy, or was that not even because, but, or did you not have anything to compare it to, I guess? Um, well, yeah, I, Adam, West, if, if you would ask me this, who is your Batman? I'd say I, Adam West would come out of my mind. That, that is, that is hundred percent my conduit into becoming a Batman fan. Yeah. And there was. of my, my advantage we we shunned and poo-pooed the adam west stuff even though we loved it when we grew up and it's what made us a batman fan because that's not that's not what batman is you know right right uh so uh but i was extremely happy because uh the, the dark and serious batman the grounded batman is is what i prefer you know yep. i've i've become very um appreciative of the, the fact how malleable batman is and the, diff, the different versions and you you get to see that in things like um you know the lego batman movie which is to me it's like a love letter to batman history absolutely uh, the ba- batman the brave and the bold animated series mm-hmm. yeah, i've people ask what's your favorite anime series and i'll say batman the brave and the bold they go, it's <laughs> not the it's not it's not batman the animated series i said no i said by the time the batman the animated series came out i was my Batman fandom was fully formed. So it didn't yeah. have the impact on me as it had on, you know, a lot of p- people who were 10, 15 years younger than me. So, <clears throat> so I was happy with Batman 89 is because it, because the, the idea of what Batman was to the mainstream was still Adam West. Mm-hmm. And so I, when it came out that this is really, this was what Batman was in the in the beginning. Yeah. In 1939, it's what he's been since 1969, mm-hmm. you know. And when they with starting with Batman number 215 when Robin went off to college and or Dick Grayson went off to college and Batman shut down the Batcave and moved to uh the penthouse and in, in Gotham City and was solo yeah. dark series Batman again. Mm-hmm. So that's really that's been that that's how Batman's been portrayed for the most part for 
most of his 80 plus years. So yeah. uh, it, it wasn't a goof. It wasn't, a, you know, it's, it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. And, but Batman has become so popular and so uh, long lasting that there is room for the Adam West Batman. Yep. You know, there is room for um, different, different takes and versions of the character. You, you, not everybody may like all the different versions and takes, but they're all legit. They're all valid. So and yeah. it just speaks to the strength of the character. I mean, you can't, you can't say that about a lot of fictional characters, especially superheroes. I mean, Superman is pretty, there's pretty, he's pretty boxed into what, what Superman should be, you know, and right. people don't accept him being not what we're used to. And, and it's just, it's hard for a lot of these characters because they're this, and, but Batman is a lot of different things, you know? Yeah. I, and I think that that's, you know, to go from the Lego Batman movie to the Batman, mm -hmm. you know, very thematically, very different, but also, mm -hmm. you know, still true to the character in a lot of ways, yes. you know, it's, oh, yeah, Will Arnett is more open about wanting to be a loner, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> whereas um, I, I and I really like the way that they're going where, you know, Bruce Wayne, is, you know, and, and honestly, Robert Pattinson's version of Bruce Wayne reminds me a little bit of the Michael Keaton version that he's kind of a recluse, like people mm -hmm. don't really know anything about him. And, you know, I, and it, it, I remember uh, when the Great Gatsby movie came out, I, I thought of 89, actually, uh, because, you know, like, I forget his name, but Tobey Maguire's character is like looking for, for Gatsby and everybody's like, oh, I know Gatsby, Gatsby's this and this and this. And it's mm -hmm. just like, that seems like Bruce Wayne to me. He's just going to have those, these lavish parties that he could sneak out of. And mm -hmm. there's his alibi because there's, you know, dozens of drunk people going, oh, I saw Mr. Wayne. He was there yeah. and there, you know? Yeah. Obviously, Pattinson's not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least to go off of the trailers. But um, but like it, it seemed to me like like Keaton's Bruce Wayne wasn't afraid to, you know, have these parties and then he sneaks out in the middle of it and nobody's going to blink an eye. Because I saw one of the nitpicks I've always and it's not it's a nitpick. It is. It's straight up nitpick. It's like, OK. No one knows what Bruce Wayne looks like in Batman 89, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, at least it looks like at least in the Batman, people know what Bruce Wayne looks like. He's just, he don't, he's just not, he's, he's yet to become, he's yet to, to, uh, to create that, the public Bruce Wayne personality, you right. know, we'll right. probably, I'm sure, I'm quite sure we'll, we, we get that eventually. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's still forming. You know, he's not a fully formed Batman. He's not fully formed public Bruce Wayne yet either. He's he, there's really no different. He's Batman twenty four seven, and whether he's in the costume or not, and and the Batman. But with eighty nine, uh, I just thought it always struck me as strange. Is uh, I mean, Knox didn't know what Bruce Wayne you know looked like. Yeah, you know? and and they didn't know about the the uh the murders the wayne murders which was probably yeah. the you know one of the most high profile crimes yes. in city history yeah yeah and you know and they're at the computer and he's showing her and he's like you know wow yeah like, i wonder what this does to a person and yeah and and she kind of puts it together well then i think he might be batman but 
but also like and i didn't really i, I didn't get it when i was a kid but the the scene now is so much is so funny to me when he's at her apartment and he tries to tell her that he's batman mm-hmm. and he can't figure out how to say it mm-hmm. like i look at that now i'm just like like michael keaton like and i think that's where his comedy chops can come in there oh because sure it's just it's such an awkward funny scene where she's like hey you can tell me yeah like, and you know and i always laugh thinking i bet she thinks he's gonna say i love you or something yeah. but he's just like eh, eh, yeah, i'm batman you know yeah um and that uh you know and then when the joker comes in and they have their whole let's get nuts scene mm-hmm. which you know was always struck me as a little odd like like you know i but I guess they were trying to show that Batman is just as crazy as the, the yes, Joker. Yes, that's I, that, that whole that whole scene at Vicky's apartment is the whole thing. Apartment, lot, lots of space, and the and then the Joker says the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, the thing with eighty nine is there. You know, Bruce Wayne is just as crazy as the Joker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I, it, it, there's room for criticism with that. But, I mean, that was that's what, what they were going with, man. I I think um, what's what's always been great about the, the Batman villains is that they don't necessarily have to have a... Because I like, like, in the Spider-Man movies that they have some sort of personal connection to Peter Parker. I think that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and, and a lot of the Marvel villains are like that. but. Um, but I think what or a lot of superhero villains are like that, I should say. But I think what's great about Batman is very few of them actually have a personal connection to Bruce Wayne. They just have something in their identity that is similar to him in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's what makes his rogues gallery the best because you have somebody like the Riddler who's just obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you have somebody like Two-Face that struggles with his dual identity. Mm-hmm. And you have somebody like the Joker that just see that doesn't doesn't see you know that that treats everything like a joke like there's no law there's no order so why bother you know going along with all this yeah he's Uh, chaos yeah yeah it's pointed out really well in the dark night i'm I'm an agent of chaos yeah and and i think that that's what's great and um and you know and they tried to give that kind of personal connection you know having joker kill his parents but at the same time it's like i don't we don't need all that you know it's it's almost it's almost more interesting when there's no connection and they just have to fight uh because that's really what it is in the comic books like they're just two sides of the same coin in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways Mm -hmm. and uh and my thing is i always say that the the best villains are the ones that are the hero of their own story but the joker is the best because that doesn't apply to him (laughs) like he can break that rule um Like he knows he's the villain and he thinks mm-hmm. it's, he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for, for this movie, they really made the Joker, you know, at least at the time, like pretty scary, actually. Um, yeah. Like, you know, he kills the guy just by electrocuting him to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he kills, he, you know, he maims his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, in the newsroom when the, um, when the anchor dies, mm-hmm. you know, she's got the big grin on her face. Mm-hmm. I just, I look at that. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of scary actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like how would you react if you're in the room 
trying to do the news and your co-anchor can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next scene when they show the news anchors, you know, the one woman's hair is all messed up. Like the guy yeah. looks like crap, like, cause they're not using any, mm-hmm. any makeup or any products. Yeah. Yeah. They might die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and even the scene where Batman figures it out, um, I think is, is such a cool scene where, you know, he, he's like, no, I, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. If you mix this with this, yeah, then it's, it's deadly and untraceable. And it's just like, we don't get it. We don't get enough of that in the original movies. We don't get the detective. Yeah. And- that's a great scene that, especially with that. This is always, I, I, I use this scene when people will say, I, I want, I want him to have the white, the white lenses, the actor, you know, yeah, in the yeah. live action. And I'm going, you couldn't have, you couldn't do this scene if Michael Keaton had white lenses because the, 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 the light is across his eyes and his eyes are doing everything. Yep. In that, in that, in that scene. Yeah. Um, and just to look, just to compare them, they were saying that about with Pattinson's costume, you see the trailers, how much he's, he's using his eyes mm-hmm. just from these little trailers. And I love that. So, it's just, yeah, that's a great scene that, that from Batman, how he figures it out. And uh, she's, you know, she's trying to get a better look <laughs> at him and he's, you know, moving when, when he has to yeah. doing the, the, the Keaton turn. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 and I love, and I never, I guess I never realized that, you know, when I was a kid, I just, you know, that costume is, is still my favorite of all the mm-hmm. live action costumes. And, and I miss that logo. I wish more comics would have that logo. I mean, even the 89 comic barely has the the extra points or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. on his on the bat logo. You know, I, I have a tattoo of it because I was talking to the guy where he's like, oh, you want to get a Batman tattoo? I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to just do like the regular logo. Like, I really like the 89 one. He's like, yeah, with the extra points. That's my favorite. And I was like, OK, yeah. great. Um, and it, it's just uh, it, it just it's so unique to that movie. Mm-hmm. And and again, it, it just, you know. But like you were saying about the, you know, the Keaton turn and everything. I never noticed that until I got older. I'm like, oh, yeah, he can't really move in that thing. <laughs> I think really... that suit weighed like 60, 70 pounds, the original one. And yeah. then they got, they got, they got better uh, as they went along. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that one's probably the most restrictive one, for sure. Most restrictive one, <clears throat> excuse me, that they've, uh, they've had. Uh, you know, and it, it's just funny that they, they, kind of didn't know what they were doing i guess like because it has to look like batman have that like the cape and the and mm-hmm. the mask you know uh like silhouette because that's what's important it really wasn't until yeah. like the dark night when they finally were like you know what people are gonna get it it's batman just make sure that christian bale can turn his fucking head when he needs yeah. to <laughs> so yeah. the scene with somebody um and even like ben affleck i think his was a little bit better like he could do yeah i think more. yeah yeah um and you know but at the same time it's like i i'm looking at this this costume and and just and again being able to see his eyes even just in the in this in the pictures and everything he just like keaton can sell it Mm -hmm. by letting the costume do most of the work but when he's acting you're, you're right about the eyes like i've never understood people wanting the the white lenses that never made any sense to me i'm like no, we need to see the actor's eyes. We need to yeah. see what they're thinking. And yeah, and the you know, the, the the 
the church steep the bell tower scene mm-hmm. his he does a lot of acting with his eyes oh yeah and that when he's walking through and i mean it's just i i just don't i don't i didn't ever get it. i think it's just it's one of the the coolest things yep. about being able to play batman i mean you're already putting an actor in a mask yeah you know you've got the mouth but the, the eyes are like an actor's one of the most important tools in the tool belt don't take that away you know yeah i it's like that it works for a character like like jason or michael myers right because yeah. it's like they're supposed to be like monsters yeah um, but it's like we need to have a way to humanize batman and mm-hmm. and i like that the 89 comic has it like with the retractable eyes i yeah. think that's that's kind of cool um because it looks fine in a comic book like you know or the animated shows like who cares um that would be really hard to animate eyes all the time yeah um, but with you know but like in live action it's like no i you you we need to see that we need to see mm-hmm. them processing everything and you know and even uh you know um uh, getting slightly off topic like in the interrogation scene in the dark night mm-hmm. like just you just see christian bale processing mm-hmm. everything that the joker is saying yes yes we wouldn't have gotten that with 100 percent. we wouldn't have gotten that 100 um, percent. and it's awesome um yes and i love that you said that about the eyes because uh, i <laughs> i forgot that that was even like a debate where like people do like mock-ups of the different costumes and i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm like don't you see that that looks stupid <laughs> yes i mean i'm like i love the dark knight but when i I don't like the look when he's, you know, uh, at the end when he's, the, you know, uh, and up in that building. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And and, it, and he's got that the, the sonar radar whatever thing with the cell phones. Yeah. And he's the lenses come down. I I don't I'm not a fan of that that look. Even though I I get that that's how he's seen, you know, the the transmission the the whatever Lucius is feeding so he can see where the people are and whatnot. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not a fan of that, that look. And I would hate to see that throughout an entire movie. Yeah. It, I, I don't think, I don't think it would work uh, because it, it's, you know, th- there was that uh, short film that came out uh, like in 2002 or three, uh, that was like, like Batman fighting like the predator and aliens oh, uh, dead end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and they tried to do that where they gave the actor uh, like white contact lenses yeah. And I just remember looking at it thinking like, this is, this is a weird choice. Like I remember that when that came out, there were people just, Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And I'll, so I'll, I'll watch it. I'm go, that looks like shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was shit. Yeah, it was. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was what it was, I guess. Uh, you know, and those, yeah. a lot of those fan films, like the bat and the sun guys, I think they do a good job. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, you know, something as simple as like, we need to see his eyes because we, as the audience need to connect with the hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason that when he's in the Iron Man costume, they keep cutting to Robert Downey's face. Oh, yes. Great point. You great know, point. It, yeah. We can't, we can't just like live off of that. And it's, it's always the reason that in the Spider-Man movies, they figure out a way to get his mask off, you know, because yes. it's like, we, we need to be able to connect with the character. Yeah. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, and the one comic that I think did it the best was the Earth One comics where yeah. he didn't have he didn't have the white eyes. He just yeah. 
And and that must and that's like extra work for Gary Frank to do. Yeah, I was bring out. I, I asked. I was talking to Lee Bermejo about that. You know, Lee's stuff is great. Oh yeah, uh, with Batman. Yeah. And you know, all his Batman as shows the eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying that, you know, the reason that you get the white slits mm-hmm. is that it's drawing the eyes is very time consuming. Sure. You know. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's not that it never was, you know, Batman in 1939, Batman didn't have lenses. He had the white slits cause it was, it was easier and yeah, faster, yeah. you know, and yeah. the lenses are something that's really very new in, in Batman comic book in Batman history, him having lenses in the comics is not something that's been for 80 plus years. That's you no. Know. So yeah. uh, when someone says, well, you know, it's, same thing with the animation. I mean, it's just much easier. And to be honest, you can, with comic books and with animation, you can you you can emote with the white eyes, and they 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 blink and they squint and they you know yeah. have you know eye raises and eyebrow raises and stuff like that. So you you get you be, it's easier even to show emotion in, in that medium than it is. You know, if you use the eyes, there's a reason why it's not because Batman had lenses since 1939. Right, right. And you know, that that's a good point, too, that, you know, I, I remember seeing that, like with Kevin Conroy, if he got startled, like the eyes would change. Yes. And when yeah. he got angry, the eyes would change. You know, it's just so it's it's a it's a trick in animation that you don't really think about. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it would ruin the movie if we had to if we had to deal with it there. Um but you know, but it's also funny now that when they put on the when Michael Keaton put on the costume, they were looking at his eyes and going, "That looks weird. There's something mm-hmm. missing there." And that's when they they started doing all the makeup on the eyes. Mm-hmm. And and I remember um, having like <laughs> a very heated debate with my friends where in Batman Returns when he rips off the mask and the eye makeup is gone, everybody's like, "That's a continuity error." I'm like, "No, it's a camera trick." And like we got like into this big debate. I'm like, he was, yeah. (laughs) He's um, technically, he's not wearing makeup. It's part of the cow. Yeah, you know, that's why you see that in like in Batman Returns. Mm -hmm. Uh, You 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 kind of see it in Batman Begins. He he takes his cow off after he saves Rachel in the Batcave. Yeah, and you know he doesn't have the white the makeup. Yep, yep. Um, It's in the Batman with Pattinson, this Matt Reeves, this is the first time they're actually using the black makeup as part of the, the character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Before, but before that, if anyone tries to argue, it's, it's supposed to be part of the cow. That's yeah. why if you ever see, like if they have the, when the cow is off and not on the actor, the eye openings are much smaller than they actually are when the actor wears the cow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I noticed it in Batman versus Superman when, you know, he gets back from his first confrontation with Superman, he rips the mask off and he's looking at the computer. He doesn't have the makeup on. Yeah. And, and then like when this trailer, the first trailer came out for the Batman and he's got the makeup on, my friends are looking at me going, dude, what, what did we say? It was a mistake. And I was like, I, I kind of hate that Matt Reeves is making me look like a jerk now, (laughs) but I mean, whatever, you know, it's, it's the choice. Well, they're, they're, they're using it. They're you, I mean, yeah. he's, when he's out 
you know, they had this Drifter Bruce Wayne character that it's going to kind of, you know, his uh, detective, uh, you know, uh, disguise. He goes around with this, you know, with a hoodie and he's got the black makeup around his eyes. Right. And it's they're, they're using that this time as part of the deal. They weren't using it before. So anyone right. who tries to argue that it was a mistake. No, nah, it's not a mistake. It was supposed to be part of the cow. Yeah. And, and now it's, you know, it, it's kind of funny in like a meadow way they're embracing yeah. it, um, which, which I love. And I'm, you know, and it, and again, it says a lot about the legacy of the character that Matt Reeves and his, his team were like, Hey, what if we just gave him the makeup? Like, yeah, let's should... just use it, make it, make it something cool, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, and I'm excited to see where the movie goes. Like if they talk about it at all, or if it's just like, I don't know, because apparently he has a completely different relationship with Alfred in this mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. based on the interviews I've read. Um, but uh, it, it, I'm, but I'm, I'm very excited to see all parts of it because mm -hmm. there's so much Batman out there that, you know, we, we're really getting spoiled. You know, we're getting the Batgirl movie. We're getting, uh, you know, Michael Keaton coming back. Uh, we're getting at least a new trilogy with Pattinson plus the, uh, the Gotham uh, PD show mm -hmm. and, um, and, so, and, and the Penguin show that I guess is separate from the Gotham show. Am it's, I right about it's a spinoff of the Batman, but it's, it's a, it's a separate, a separate show. Yes. Okay. There's two. Yeah. They're doing two. They're creating out They're They're creating a whole, the Batman verse, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. And then, and, and they have, <clears throat> they'll have the films that technically connect, but yeah, but, uh, and it's going to be a lot of Batman. I mean, 2022 is going to be fun because I mean, you know, Batman comes in March and then in November, I mean, it's not like, going to get bat you know in, in the flash keaton's yep. batman isn't in affleck's doing a cameo as his mm -hmm. version of the of the uh of batman and then and then keaton continues on keaton's going to be in batgirl so yeah um a lot, a lot more batman on film than there used to be and that's fine yeah, yeah. Uh, more work for you <laughs> yes um and, you know, that's always the joke i make to people is that like i was like you know when i was a kid we you know, we got a Batman movie every couple of years and we didn't know if it was going to be good or not. Yeah. So like it's now it's it, even with Disney plus with all these damn things that they're doing, mm -hmm. uh, you can't, you can't escape superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's a reason that, you know, this, this stuff is going on. It's obviously making a lot of money on, mm -hmm. on a superficial level, but also, you know, there's, here comes Matt Reeves who wants to tell a different take on batman that people mm -hmm. haven't really seen before yeah um and that you know and for me it's like the more the merrier you know yeah like, i can't i can't wait to see you know it, i mean michael keaton back just that little tease from the flash trailer at fandom was great mm -hmm. but these but the batman trailer uh you know going to the movies recently and seeing it on the big screen mm -hmm. i just like i like grabbed my friend's hand and i was like i was like that's batman yeah <laughs> you know it, it yeah uh, it's it's really an exciting time to be a Batman fan. Absolutely. So let me. So you had kind of answered the one question I was going to ask you uh, earlier, which was, you know, what was your favorite, you know, your favorite non-Batman movie starring Batman, which is a longer way to say what's your favorite Michael Keaton movie. You had said Night Shift. Mm -hmm. um, so the so another question I want to ask you. Okay. So after eighty nine, what what comics would you recommend for people that are interested in? 
you know, pick, you know, getting into the character a little bit more. Oh, I'm going with some of the cl classics. I, mm -hmm. uh, year one, Dark Knight Returns. Um, oh, yeah. Long Halloween, Dark Victory, uh, the Dark Moon Rising stuff from Matt Wagner, you know, Batman, the Monster Men, Batman uh, and the Mad Monk. Uh, I'd get um, the Man Who Laughs. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, that's all of those, except for Dark Knight Returns, all of those are, are like early, early Batman, uh, early in Batman's career. They're all yeah. almost kind of tied in together, uh, like in fact, I think they they kind of they kind of sort of share the same continuity. Year one and all that, all those I, that those come to my mind immediately. So, um, some of the newer stuff, I, I think the, um, the 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 Scott Snyder, the the Court of Owls stories were really good. Yeah. That was the best stuff that he did. I think was Court of Owls. Yeah, and. Um, golly i mean there's a lot i mean i could go on and on i mean um of course you can get those as trades but you know also pick up go back and get some of the some of the stuff that neil adams and and denny o'neill did in the in the 70s and even um with 89 i would uh because it was a, it was an influence was the um uh steve Englehart and marshall rogers um strange apparitions stories oh yeah, that, yeah that's that's all combined and you can get that that was part of they was the part of their run on detective it was really short that's where you get the laughing fish oh yeah yeah and uh, the return of hugo strange and all that stuff that's a great that's a great story to pick up and read so yeah that's those are the ones that come to my mind immediately when you ask that question oh that's those are awesome suggestions too um and and i love that you know there's there's great Joker stories in all of those too, and mm -hmm. most of those, um, because the Joker is such a great character, and um, and I and I like that, you know, and 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 I love like Dickinson's performance in the movie, like it just, yeah. it's just the right amount of menace, and he's clearly just having the time of his life playing the character, mm -hmm. um, and you know, and it's like, <laughs> like Val Kilmer said, it's not a lot of fun playing Bruce Wayne <laughs> because he's yeah. so like you know, morose and, uh, and just uh, angry all the time. Whereas like, you know, you get the villains that get to put on these ridiculous costumes and just like mm -hmm. have so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, and another question for you, and we kind of touched on it, like uh, where, where are you hoping to see the franchise go with, with Matt Reeves's stuff going forward? Um, well, I do think they're going to tell, It'll be like the Dark Knight trilogy. They're going to tell a story. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm anxious to see where where they end up. You know, um, mm -hmm. or do we get at the end? Is he? Is he? And it would I, to me, I, I would have no problem with it ending like this. At the end, he is fully formed Batman mm -hmm. at the peak, and you know, Wayne Man. He's back to Wayne Manor, and I mean, the, everything we know about Batman. He's He's got it all figured out, all under control, and then it ends, and you can just continue in your, like uh, Chris Nolan always say, you know, he likes to let the viewers continue the story in their imaginations afterwards. So yeah. I don't think we have to have an ending, ending like Rises, mm -hmm. but uh, I mean, and of course, it's, at some point, you know, when uh, we'll get another version of live action Batman on film with another filmmaker. So 
Yeah. All their success. I mean, I think it's, I think Batman is, is like James Bond and, and even, you know, even James Bond now, even the James Bond series is, is taking a page from how the Batman films do, go. Cause they're, you know, they're, it's not just this continuous run forever, same continuity. That's we get, it's been broken up with different filmmakers and different continuities and different, different takes on the character. And now bond, you know, with, um, you know, Casino Real was inspired by Batman Begins. It was like really yeah. the first time Bond was rebooted. Right. And now, right. and now, and now it's going to get, they're going to get, you know, with, it's going to be another Bond and it's not, it's going to be a continuation like Connery and uh, Roger Moore and, and then uh, 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 Pierce Brosnan and so forth. And I miss, I uh, left a couple of those Bonds out, but they were all like technically the same Bond, you know? Right. Um, but now we're going to get another another one because Daniel Craig's over with, and we're not going to get an actor who's playing the same Bond as Craig. So yeah, I, I like that approach. I I love that approach as opposed to this never. You know, I think at some point with you, if you go the never ending route, you just run it into the ground. You have nothing left to do. You know? Yeah, I no, I agree. I think uh, there's there's pros and cons to both sides, but but I like the idea that we're going to get, you know, that every every few years there's going to be somebody with a new take and yeah um and it's always just you know we talked about this in another episode like like batman seems to always attract like quality filmmakers quality people you know like Mm -hmm. like tim burton just super eccentric but knew how to tell the story um you know joel schumacher knew how to like flare it up Mm -hmm. um and christopher nolan knew how to kind of dig into bruce wayne that that nobody mm-hmm. had ever really done before and and matt reeves is just i mean he's just a genius <laughs> you yeah. know like his whole approach where he took his time he let he let the story like develop before he just jumped right into you know like a uh, or didn't feel the need to be like okay well we're gonna tell batman and this is gonna be you know, it's, um, we're just recasting Ben Affleck. This is new. Mm-hmm. This is different, um, which is just super exciting as a fan because we get when it's, I feel like I'm just like rambling on <laughs> Like it's, it's new and it's exciting. And, and that's, that's what gets me. Like, would I have liked to see the Ben Affleck Batman? Absolutely. I thought he was great, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's fine. I, I never in a million years thought Michael Keaton would come back. And here we are, you know. Yeah. What's great about Matt Reeves as a Batman fan is that he is the first filmmaker to take on Batman, who is a true lifelong Batman fan, just yeah. like Batman. That's like all like you and I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Nolan liked Batman, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a diehard. Yeah. Tim Burton didn't read comic books, you know. Right. Uh, Joel Schumacher read Batman comics in the fifties when he was a kid. And, and that was his, you know, but he wasn't a diehard. So, right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have someone who, uh, feels about the character like we do Yeah, in charge of the film franchise right now. I it, it's, it's exciting. And in, in just like in, in kind of the coolest way where, like I said before, we'll, we'll watch the movie, we'll dissect the movie. And then, you know, we'll do another episode where we'll go, Oh, did you see the, the name of the street, you know, was, mm-hmm. you know, was, you know, 
or they went to this museum called the Bill Finger Museum or something like yeah. that. Just yeah. little things like that that Burton and his team didn't even think of back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Uh, but now, like movies get peppered with it, and it's and we as the fans pick up on it, and you know, like you'll turn to <laughs> Rachel and go, "Oh, that's what that means," and she'll just probably shrug and go, mm-hmm. "Okay, who cares?" But you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll do the same thing with my friends, be like, oh, that, you know, that's a clue about, you know, the Riddler or that's foreshadowing mm-hmm. Harvey Dent or something. And they'll just be like, dude, shut up. We're trying to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, th- thank you so much. This has been so much fun uh, digging into the the past and the future with Batman with you. Uh, I, I, I love talking about Batman, especially, I mean, anything Batman, but especially Batman on film. It's, mm-hmm. that's that's my wheelhouse so yeah but i can i can talk about anything batman pretty 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 well so i just like talking <laughs> about batman so anytime anytime we're gonna talk uh, some batman i'll come on and we'll talk it awesome awesome uh well th- thanks again bill and uh where uh where can people find you out there on the on the internet you can find me on batman on film batman-on-film.com on twitter at batman on film if you want just news feeds just batman on film news just links that's at the Batman on film. We're on Instagram at Batman on film. And I think that, that'll, that'll do it. Um, I will plug real quick, just recorded uh, the fifth episode of the BOF Chronicles. It's the history of Batman on film. And, and this episode, we're getting closer to the Batman, but yeah, this one we cover uh, the Batman V Superman era. And I think wow. people will be uh, surprised. Uh, <laughs> they'll be surprised at, at, at uh, what was going on with, batman on film during that era there's some misconceptions <laughs> at uh, hand i i love those episodes that, that you you've done with lauer uh yeah those those were a lot of fun to listen to and especially like you know you know i i was talking to my sister and i'm bragging a little bit i'm like i'm like oh yeah you know i was talking to bill you know he met christopher <laughs> nolan yeah <you> know? <laughs> um so yeah so this uh this has been a blast and you know we will get you back uh, pretty soon for uh your take on batman begins um which i'm looking forward to oh that'd be great yes and uh and in the meantime you know folks out there we'll just say that if you uh if you want to get nuts we'll 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 get nuts you know they're (laughs) at the they're at the store we'll we'll go it'll be fun